I'm surrounded by idiots. I'm gonna die surrounded by the biggest idiots in the galaxy. You're a slacker. You stupid idiot! Yeah, well, you know, that's just like uh, your opinion, man. Oh, idiot! Game over, man! Hey, hey, careful Whoa. with that, Ronnie Millsap. We're downrange. What's the matter with you? You're like a Kentucky Fried Idiot. Oh, I'll take it from here, nurse. Putting the band back together. Forget it. No way. We're on a mission from God. Gentlemen, Ciccolini here may talk like an idiot and look like an idiot, but don't let that fool you. He really is an idiot. I was going to spend a night assembling the boys you, but this is holding my interest. Greetings, ladies and gentlemen, friends and fiends, and welcome to Free Range Idiocy, the podcast about... Everything, but mostly just the stuff we like. This is episode eight, and the thing that we're going to call the MCU Grab Bag. My name is Todd, and with me as always from halfway across the country, live via satellite through the magic pixie dust of the interwebs, the Jim Powers to my Paul Roma. Oh, He's got yeah. the best drop kick in the business, ladies and gentlemen. That's right. Here's Tim. Greetings and salutations. Oh, listen to that <laughs> robust golden tone. Oh, uh, <laughs> It's been too long. JR and, and, and old school like announcer Jim McMahon, uh, Vince McMahon would have been loving that. Oh my gosh. And, and, and kudos once again to you uh, with, the, with the Jim Powers. Uh, and, and who was the other one? Was it Paul Roma? Yeah. You, now you know the tag team, right? Uh, oh, the Young Stallions? Oh my goodness, you pulled it out. I didn't That's think right. you were going to get it. That's right. You, sir, are truly a wrestling connoisseur. Well, you know, one has to hang their hat on something, and fortunately for me, it's that. So, <laughs> <laughs> A skill which does me no good whatsoever. We were cruising the streets, looking for some action, had my radio playing on my rock and roll station, saw three hot ladies down by the square. I said, jump in, girls, let's go party somewhere. Uh, not quite the resume builder. Thumbs up, cheap pop. Anyway. Right. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Well, it's good to be chatting with you again, sir. And yes, sir. Uh, we're, we're going to take a little bit of a break from our Battlestar Galactica rewatch tour de force. Uh, uh, yes. And we're going we're gonna to talk about a little few things that have happened this week because, uh, uh, again, the MCU has pretty much taken <laughs> over our news cycle. And uh, and honestly, I didn't do my homework. I'm way behind in my rewatch. Tim, yes. of course, is completely caught up as usual. You apple polisher, you. I am just trying to stay ahead, my friend. <laughs> I caught a break. I got ahead, and I'm just trying to keep ahead. That right there is the title and the subtitle of my autobiography. <laughs> I'm just trying to stay ahead. I caught a break, and I'm just trying to keep it. That, that, oh gosh, the Todd story. Anyways. <laughs> So we're going to talk a little bit about things that are happening in the MCU, related to the MCU, vaguely associated with the MCU. And for those of you who uh, are questioning what the MCU is, where in the hell have you been over the last <laughs> decade or so? Uh, Shakespeare in the Park. We are talking, of course, of the Marvel Comics universe. Yes. Or the cinematic universe. I'm sorry. Marvel Cinematic Universe. I even got it wrong. Doth mother know... You wear as her drapes. My goodness. Well, when you, you know call what? it the MCU for so long, you know, you, you, you just you tend forget, to forget what it even stands for. That's right. Like, really, NASA, what's it stand for? 
National Aeronautics Space Administration. I think you're right. I don't know. <laughs> look it up. I just completely pulled that out of my butt. Anyways, as, uh, as, you know what? as my answer was as well. <laughs> Well done. But the nice, <laughs> but the nice thing is, I think you are actually correct, as opposed oh. to you know me, where I'm like, hey, let's just throw this out. That's right. See That's if right. that works. That's right. You know what the problem is, though, is I need a sip of my beverage, which brings us to our first topic of the evening. Ah, uh, there uh, we go. What you drinking, sir? To alcohol, the cause of and solution to all of life's problems. Uh, I am about to pop open, uh, basically, a Schlafly pumpkin ale. From uh, the St. Louis Brewery, as they call it, apparently. Is that shoe fly or shuffly? Shuffly. Are you drunk already? <laughs> no, What's going on? No. Did you get into Granny's rheumatism medicine again? <laughs> no, no. I think uh, I, I think I basically spent all my my good good intelligence on the NASA answer, and now I'm just I'm unable to pronounce this name. Um, Oh, yeah. this is going to be a great S- episode, I can tell you right now. <laughs> C-H-L-A-F-L-Y, so schlafly is what I'm going to call it. Sure, that's about as... <laughs> hey, look, the important thing is it's a pumpkin ale, and I just popped it open, so there we go. Oh, it's a pumpkin ale. Mm-hmm. Ah. Ain't you just quite... Aren't you quite basic? Anyways. Hey, now, come on. <laughs> and, and, and what are you uh, drinking over there on the East Coast, my friend? Well, uh, I am enjoying uh, my beverage of choice from last week, which I didn't have, uh, from last episode, I should say, that I didn't have because I gorged myself on fried <laughs> food. Uh, I was a lot smarter with my food intake this week and, and didn't completely like hose my stomach up. So uh, this week, I am enjoying Glutenberg Stout. Ah, very nice. And because I am a gluten-free SOB, uh, this is the first actual stout that I've managed to find that is gluten-free and that I'm actually able to get. I know there's a few places, because I'm tied into all this stuff, that they do have stouts, but it's really hard to get. Um, Glutenberg is a brewery, a dedicated gluten-free brewery out of Canada. Ah, nice. Oh, Canada. And uh, it is millet and buckwheat beer. Mm. And it is quite good. Yeah, uh, actually, it is better than quite good. It is damn good. Um, it is it is not a Guinness, but then again, no other stout really is. So I just yeah. Yeah. I take Guinness and put it in its own category. This is a very good stout, though. And, and taste wise, it's fantastic. I I'm just I'm loving this because anyone out there who who might be listening to this and is gluten free knows that most gluten free beers are light. You can yeah. find lagers, you can find IPAs, you can find pale ales. Uh, there's the occasional red, mm-hmm. but mostly it's it's light stuff. And I, as someone who had to pick me up from the Irish pub on many a, an occasion, <laughs> you should know I I love me as stout. You know. Hey, look, so, look, I was doing Uber before there was Uber. <laughs> you, you were. Those I, were the days <laughs> having to having to go down down the stairs to the payphone. That's how long ago this was, kids. Damn you, old man! A payphone used to be a phone that was. That was bolted to a wall, and you put you put coins. Now, if you remember what those are, you put the money round things. You put the monies in it. You and, press uh, the buttons, and you press the buttons, and and you would actually you would have to remember people's phone number, which 
after enough Guinness is not always the easiest thing in the world. <laughs> the, the thing that I, I always found so, so amusing about all this, and I say amusing uh, you know, now, uh, lo- looking back, after, not so much. After a couple decades away from it? <clears throat> yeah, after, after having some time to kind of you know, have my therapy, um, <laughs> is, is the fact that it wasn't so much that, that I, 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 always, I, I was always good with the fact you called for a ride because that, that's the right thing to do, but it was always your timing. It, it, it your, your timing was impeccable. I would stay up and I would stay up and I would stay up and I wouldn't hear anything. And I'm like, all right, he's probably getting a ride from someone else. And I would get, I would get into bed. It'd be like just about falling asleep every single time phone goes off. I'm like, come on. <laughs> I love how when you're describing this, it's like a parent waiting up for their kid. <laughs> I mean, basically trying to like, not, you know, have to, have to, go through that whole fall asleep, get up bit. And, and, and I remember there was one time you called, I think, I think we got into quite an argument about it and I finally got in the car and came over and got you anyway. So I was like, yeah, I'm coming. <laughs> it's just like one of those things you wore me down. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. Those were the days. And most, I remember most of the time you, you would be so ticked off or you'd, you'd be, you'd be aggravated enough that I'd come home, and of course now I'm home. I'm like, hey, I'm gonna have me another beer, and you're like, fine, I'll have one too, <laughs> because you're, you're just trying to lower your blood pressure oh at that God. point. <laughs> Pretty much. I really oh do. I, I need to start sending you checks for therapy. I really do. I, it's all good. I'm convinced now. Yeah, it's I've all good. seen the seen the error of my ways. Oh gosh, that was funny though. <laughs> Every single time, just uh, about asleep, bring. It's like, oh god, I know who it is. <laughs> Who else is it gonna be at one a.m.? Oh, you never know. Back Let in me the see. Day, Last was... call was just about. Yep, I know who this is. <laughs> Hopefully, he didn't fall down the stairs to the payphone. <laughs> Real loud, you're like. <laughs> Lord Jesus Christ, help me, Lord, please, Jesus, please. Oh my gosh. Oh, Which, in fun. my own defense. Yeah. was real easy to do because if you remember the stairs at Biddy's were carpeted my shoe <laughs> that's right they were weren't they <laughs> which is such a bad idea when you're dealing with uh, drunk people yeah i mean no. such a bad idea oh lord jesus god damn it Hey, you know what's be great? Put rounded carpet on the, on the on the edges yeah. of these stairs going downstairs. It's like a ski slope. Oh <laughs> I'm halfway down now. Help me, Lord. And it was a brick wall at the at the bottom of the stairs. Oh, that's it wasn't even good. like a wasn't even like a big landing. It was like the, the the last stair, and there was three feet, and then there was a brick wall. Oh my gosh! And that's what's gonna stop you. Eddie, go get your aunt something cool for her head. What happened? Bunny fell down the steps. <laughs> Anyways, we Good got times. a little we got Good a little times. in depth on that one. Uh, so uh, one thing I want to get out here before we delve into other topics. Uh, if you are listening, thank you very much. Uh, well, if you're listening, otherwise you wouldn't be listening. Which if you're not listening, then you're not listening. This now, message brought now, to you by now, John Pat, Madden. Now, Pat, you see here when when you're listening, you're 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 listening, and when you're not listening, you're not paying attention. Well, the thing is, you're not. You, Thanks, you have John. To, you, have to, you have to do it like you have like a chicken wing somewhere in the back of your throat. You know, <laughs> that's, like, that's well, now you see, you got to get that kind of. You know, you have to puff out a little bit. It's like, oh it's like a puffer fish. Unbelievable. Uh, 
Yeah, I don't know. I, that was unintentional Madden right there. That was weird. <sighs> but anyways, uh, but thank you for listening. And uh, yes. if you want to follow us on uh, other platforms, you can find us on Facebook and on Twitter at Free Range Idiocy. And hey, guess what? We got ourselves an Instagram page now. Why there's an Instagram page for a podcast, I have no idea, but it sounded like a good idea at the time. So We're going to hit the streets us. and take some snapshots. Yes, maybe. And uh, you can find us at Free Range Idiocy on Instagram as well. Uh, our podcasts are always on Podbean. You can also find us on iTunes, Spotify. No progress whatsoever, so... Sorry, Spotify fans. You'll have to go to Podbean. Maybe once the baseball playoffs are over and the Yankees are eliminated in the first round, they'll find some time to fix it. Wow. You know, that is is one of the great things about Boston fans. Even though (laughs) the Red Sox are just wretched and totally missing the playoffs and nothing to live for, doesn't stop Red Sox fans from throwing shade. Not even a little bit. Never. I, I do love that. Just that, you know what? F you anyways. Maybe that says a lot more about me than anything else. But. Well, no, it's 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 just ingrained in us from the time we were young lads. So yes, yes, it was. <laughs> so uh, let me see. There was there was one topic that we were going to bring up because I think that you found this amusing as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and this kind of falls into old man territory. So if you're if you don't want to listen to two old codgers here yammer on about stuff my pills yeah perhaps fast forward a minute or two damn you old man uh however a little bit of a kerfuffle here at uh at l manor l todd i i don't know i don't speak so (laughs) so (laughs) i'm just gonna i'm gonna keep using i i'm just gonna keep dropping that in from now until the cows come home. The schlafly. <laughs> the words lost all meaning. Uh, but, I'm but, not but sure do where tell, you're going what, with this. What is happening at, at, at Manor de Regulinski? Well, uh, see, there you go. Uh, I took Latin in high school because I'm a moron. Don't be that guy. Um, and so this past week, I had to bid farewell to my slippers. And this was... I, I had to do it because mostly my wife actually said... What's that smell? I was like, you know what? <laughs> I think it's actually my slippers. It's like it smells. It smells like a dead aardvark that was tossed in a dryer. I'm like, yeah, probably time to pitch those bad boys. So I threw those in the trash, and then I embarked on a 24-hour research project to find good slippers. Now, <laughs> damn you, old man! Oh, Here's the me. thing. Here's the thing. I am I am self-employed. I work from home and I have a standing desk. Just to set the total scene for you. So for me, slippers are not just, hey, I'm going to throw these on when I have to go take a leak in the middle of the night. Slippers yeah. for me are like work shoes. Like I mm-hmm. need to make sure that I'm I'm trying to find something that has support. So I was putting in some time because I don't want to waste money on crappy slippers. Just don't. <clears throat> My wife did not understand this and gave me an endless <laughs> amount shocked. of crap over it. And which I, I, in some ways, I do deserve because I was kind of getting very old mannish about it. Like I'm debating the, 
I'm debating the merits of like the slipper of like a moccasin versus a slide, uh, you know, fullback, halfback, you know, My no goodness. back to the slipper. Oh yeah, I was. I'm all. I'm looking for gel insoles. And You're all just that. a plethora like, of knowledge. I mean, I've I've learned so much about bourbon over the last few episodes and 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 the protocols around this. Now I'm learning about the the form factor, the the character, the the properties, if you will. Of the slipper, yeah, and I'm just please go. Apparently, on. I'm an I'm an old fart now, so uh, so it just just in case anybody is wondering how the whole thing turns out, I'll I'll take out all of this. I actually ended up with not one pair of slippers. I ended up with two. So here's the deal, and this is the best I could come up with because again, I'm I I I need to stand at my desk, and I want something that has support. So I actually got like a cheap pair of of sneakers. That had like the best insoles, mm-hmm. and got them like a size too big, so that they're very easy to slip slip on and off, nice and comfy and cozy. And then I actually got myself some fur-lined slippers just for you know kicking around like late at night when I'm not standing at a desk for a long period of time. So you have late night and then later that night. Yeah. So basically, it's nice. kind of like it's kind of like the mullet of <laughs> slipper. Dome. I've got the I've got business in the front, party in the back. Oh, good luck. So if we take that con- the, the, this concept and now we marry it up with, with what you've discussed a couple uh, episodes ago around the, the smoking jacket that you're looking for, I, I have postulated that you are in the process of, of positioning yourself in some ways as the, uh, as, as the Hugh Hefner of, of, the, uh, of the East Coast main region that you live in. Well, now the problem there is See, I, I I'm a few steps short of that. Now, what okay. I when I got the 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 party in the back, you know, just everyday slippers, I I did not get very fashionable ones. I went total comfort, okay, and and kind of uh, very utilitarian design. Now, the reason I did that is because I'm not sure of the exact model and make of the smoking jacket that I will possess. Okay, in the very it will it's going to happen. And don't forget you know? the bubble pipe. Yes, yes. The Pacific Rim economy is still a tad shaky for my taste. Oh, oh, stop it, stop it. Look here, you can't become a bloody fiscal hermit crab every time the Nikkei undergoes a self-correction. Asia's market has nowhere to go but up. Interesting. Indeed. No, uh... And, and, I mean, I'm and, more of a, and the I'm more of a I'm more of a cigar guy, so it would have to be a cigar. So I don't I don't want the pipe. I, okay, okay. I like the smell of a pipe. I just don't want the. Interesting. I don't know something about just the the whole deal. It seems like it's too much trouble. Like yeah. you know, oh, you got to take the pipe and you got to loose tobacco and this and that. No, how about this? Just give me the cigar, snip, light. I'm good to go. Indeed. None of this like assembly required stuff. Uh, but anyway, so I don't know what the what the smoking jacket's uh, exact style and color is going to be. So I want to make sure that when I get that, the slippers have got to match. Yeah. I mean, they just do. Yeah. They've got to match. So I did not do that. I just went for total comfort right now. And so kind of where I'm heading with this is probably a slipper collection. I will need a I will need a slipper and smoking jacket section in my closet, I think. Are you going to have a display case at some point of the art well, smelling slipper, like the evolution of Todd slippers? You can. Oh, no, those music. those bad boys went in the trash. They were horrific. I mean, <laughs> that's nasty. I Gosh. might actually get in trouble when I try and throw them out like the EPA might come to my house. That's how bad these things were. <laughs> it's a chemical violation. 
Yeah. And part of the reason I didn't throw him out was because I knew this is where it was heading. I knew I was going to get obsessive about it, and yep. this is this is what it would end up as. What oh, I'm thinking, though, with the with the smoking jacket and the... Because I like the idea of the display case, but what I want to do is I actually want to incorporate that further into, like, a display case and humidor. Uh, there you go. Interesting. See, I think I'm on to something here. I, I don't know what too. it is, and chances are my wife is going to leave me over it. But <laughs> I think oh, I'm on to something. Oh, my goodness. It'll look really nice in, like, the back seat of my car, there you I'm go. thinking. Because that's where I'll be living, down by the river. Down by the river. Anyways, so uh, let's get into let's get into this because we have a few things to talk about here. A few things have been happening uh, in the MCU, and of course with a uh, I, and I hate to use this expression because it seems like it's the cool thing to do, but the House of Mouse. That idea is just. I hate the, the fact worst. that I just even said that. So did, let's not. Did Did you do just it say what I think you just said? Yeah. Oh yeah. wow. I tried to go all industry, and you know what. I feel dirty now. I... Uh, so let's just say Disney. Let's can we just say at Disney? I'm not going to try and be clever about it. It's Disney. The they house... own everything. They're probably going to buy my house next week. I the mean, House it's just... of Mouse. Very interesting. Yeah. Hum. I mean, it's kind of cool, but it's everywhere now. Like I've I've seen that phrase so many times in different articles that now I'm like, ew. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, so I often a lot wonder of stuff where these things come from. It's well, it's just people who have to write all these articles they're trying to come up with something clever and catchy i'd like to think it's someone who lives in montana who just like seems to just come up with like cute things and sends it to his buddy in la and then it just goes from there well why i mean if you're in montana why wouldn't you just have a dental floss farm i might be moving to montana just to raise me up a crop of dental floss well that's true too but I figure, you know, no something one in the entertainment. Zappa reference in this in this <laughs> podcast. Let me tell you, raising it up. We're going to surprise some people today. That's right. That's right. Waxing it down, not in a good way at oh, all, but we'll surprise them. That's right. You know, sort of like when you open the bathroom and someone's already in there. Ah! <laughs> My eyes. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have any bleach? Um, <laughs> Anyway, so uh, let's get off to our first topic here because we got a couple. So uh, the first topic that we have here is uh, kind of a weird sort of thing. I was not, I mean, I kind of guess you could expect this, but I was not completely expecting this. Uh, Kevin Feige apparently is going to get involved in developing a new movie, a new Star Wars movie for Disney. I got a bad feeling about this. Yeah. Now, is is it a movie or is it going to be a set of movies? Have they said well, and this exactly? is the thing. So apparently, uh, Ryan Johnson is developing a new trilogy of movies, and there was another another dude. I can't remember. I'd have to look through, and I'm just I just don't care enough. No, I, I think it's the two guys uh, who just did Game of Thrones. I think are doing a movie yes. or two. Yes, you're right. You are correct. It's 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 that guy or guys. Or it's like whoever. David Weiss, and there was another name in there. I'm, I'm, forgetting it yeah it wasn't like initials at the beginning we are so flubbing this up we are so well researched right now Um, let's go back to some like fart jokes and try and really bring the audience back to this shall we hey i think we have some more comments about demolition so you know nice (laughs) nothing about wild stallions really well young stallions wild stallions no wild stallions is bill and ted uh young we can talk about that next year isn't that coming out like pretty damn quick uh, next year, yeah, it's gonna. I think it's Holy next year. Excellent! Yeah. Oh my gosh! Isn't like Bill and Ted get old or something like that? 
Yeah, it's it's. Oh a, no, face uh, the music. Bill and Ted face the music. Fa- oh, 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 oh! You were saying the title? No, I didn't. The title yeah. of it isn't "They Get Old." <laughs> Damn you, old <laughs> man! Well, you never know. Well, you I mean, know. and it's truth in advertising. Uh, so, anyways, uh, so I believe right now it is one movie, but but given Feige's kind of reputation, what he does, what he does is manage these large franchises and mm-hmm. all that. Uh, so it's been kind of like, ooh, hey, I, I think it's something out of nothing. I think it's one movie because unless Disney is incredibly stupid, which considering they now own all of Hollywood, I don't think they are. I think they'll keep him doing what he's doing and, and they'll give him a little, you know, like, hey, oh, you love Star Wars? Hey, why not? I mean, what's the worst that could happen? Right. We have something that grosses a little bit more than Solo. Eh, okay. Enough to power a fleet or blow us all straight to hell. I think it's one movie. That's what it says right now. Um, which, which I kind of believe it. Which is a disappointment from for, for me because I, I, I think it's great, a movie, but I, um, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I, I had always had the impression that a lot of what he would bring to the table is, um, you know, how, how instrumental he was over the last 10 years of guiding the the overarching, you know, storyline that, that occurred between the three phases of, of Marvel that have played out. Oh, totally. Um, that's that that is his. I mean, that's his specialty. And, and, and I mean, and having the nobody's vision, ever done it before. Right. And, and having the vision. Yeah. And because there, there's no way. Well, I mean, of course, I, I shouldn't paint with such a broad brush here, but. I really don't think there's any way that you can have the measure of success that they add over the three phases without having some pretty good idea of where you want to go. You know, like like knowing what that endpoint is, working backwards from there. Now, I don't know that they had it all figured out, um, but they had to have, and, and he had to have some plan in mind to say, look, this is the story we want to tell. We got to break it into these three parts. We're going to involve these guys here, these these heroes here, and these heroes here, and it's all going to kind of build up to this thing. They had to have that going into it for it to play out the way that it did. You know what I mean? Because everyone is, and we we've gone over this a ton of times. I I don't want to rehash it too much, but every character in that universe played their role that they needed to play. You you know to to to, to bring the story forward for that point in time, and then. What what came together in Endgame this year was, you know, the culmination of that storytelling in probably one of the more perfect ways of, of kind of wrapping something like that up. I mean, there, there's been a lot of weeping and gnashing of teeth about Game of Thrones and how that ended. And, and oh, no. it's rare that a, that, that a TV show ends, uh, you know, it's run on a very strong note. I mean, it happens, but, uh, you know, it seems like more often than not, there's disappointment that follows. Well, but, if you look at it, I mean, it goes back to the, it goes back to the Tom Cruise vehicle cocktail. All things end badly; otherwise, they wouldn't end. Well, that's well. There's some sage, sage. That's late the 80s one advice. good part of that movie, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> I've just saved you money for buying the DVD, <laughs> renting it on iTunes, anything. I mean, that's, oh, that is it. As delivered who, by as, the man. As someone who's actually watched the movie, that's it. That's all there is. <laughs> What about all of uh, what was his Coglin's laws and all that? <laughs> well, even at the end, he basically says they're all crap. Yeah, basically. So, 
but yeah, it kind of defeats the whole purpose. Again, sorry, hashtag spoilers. That's all right. I don't um, feel that bad about it. But but, but, but you but, were saying, sir. But you know what I mean about like like I I don't think Endgame plays out as well as it does, or or, or those two movies, Infinity War and Endgame, without all of the character storytelling that went on and and the way they approached it, and um and you know th- there's a lot of people that were instrumental in that in the success of all of this. It isn't all just on Feige, but it feels like he he was at least setting the pace and in, in having the vision and making sure that, you know, that vision was getting carried out. And what, when I first heard of this, what excited me about it was the idea that, okay, now they have a person with this kind of talent who is going to now set a plan in, in motion that, that they could span one trilogy. Maybe it spans two new trilogies. I don't know. But, I feel that's kind of the thing that's been lacking with Star Wars is that, um, you know, they, they came back with Force Awakens. They did Last Jedi, but it very much felt like, you know, we, we, we were getting the tail end of, of the Skywalker story, you know, and, and, and it was a movie yeah. um, with with the Skywalkers. And, and sure enough, you know, when Rogue One came out, I, I was really intrigued to see what they would do because I thought to myself, this is probably going to be the first movie where we don't have an entanglement with the Skywalkers. And then they brilliantly went ahead and had the movie kind of weave Vader into it, you know, which, mm-hmm. which, which totally made sense the way they did it. Yeah. And, and, but, but again, and you, it was, and probably responsible for one of the most badass moments. Oh, in, at the end. And not, in not only star Wars movies, but uh, of any sci-fi movies like Vader, just going completely house. Yeah. Yeah. And, and was was one of those things where you're like, yes, right. This this is how you this is how you do it. Yeah, and 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 that part served its purpose in the movie, and the story of the movie was really good, independent of that. Yeah, but but I came away with it. Well, there they go again. They're they're going back to the well of there you go again having to pull Vader or someone from the the originating trilogy in to kind of you know, tell, tell some part of that story. And yeah, well, and, and if I could, let me just jump in here for one yeah, sure. second. Cause I, cause I think, I think it is good that he's only just to go the other side of this. I think it's good. It's only one movie. Um, and I think there's several things that are going to, that would make it really tough for him to do anything remotely close to what he's done with the MCU with star Wars. The first and foremost being Kathleen Kennedy is under contract through 2021. Mm-hmm. So she ain't going nowhere, and she is firmly in charge of all things Star Wars and Lucasfilm. I mean, she's fired four directors now. (laughs) They've done four movies for Disney. She's fired four directors. Now, granted, one was a directing team for for Solo. She fired Lord Miller, Mm -hmm. uh, who, who landed quite nicely with into the spider-verse so yes don't cry for them argentina yeah they 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 probably actually dodged a bullet on that one because uh, ron howard uh is now responsible for the only star wars movie in history to lose money uh which is kind of unfair to him well it totally is i mean uh, granted because i actually think that movie is better it, it is 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 better than the box office would have dictated i think it was just people were just not they were not ready for that movie, and there was just so many Star Wars movies that people were like, "Eh, I'll catch it on, I'll catch it on Redbox, uh, you know, Apple TV, Netflix, wherever it is. I, I don't need to catch it in the theater. I'm really not right. into it." Um, but anyway, so the, you know, she's in charge, um, and the other thing is, 
I really, the difference between Marvel and Star Wars is that even if you say, okay, Star Wars has been around, what was it, like 77, 78 when the first Star Wars came out? When yeah. A New Hope came out? Yeah. Even if you took Marvel and you said everything before 77, let's just say, is irrelevant. What Marvel has done from 1977 till now has created an enormous amount of characters. It's a diversity of characters. Yeah. There is so much to, to play with and so many different things, whereas Star Wars has never really done that. Mm-hmm. Not, not unless you want to go into like that whole expanded universe of all the novels and, and all this stuff, which, unfortunately, I mean, they kind of yanked out of canon when they started doing, uh, what was it, uh, The Force Awakens. They kind of just basically said, oh, yeah, that, all that's not canon because Disney now wants their own thing. Right. So there's not this wide variety. I mean, they're trying to yank some of it back in, I think, because they're realizing, like, oh, we don't have nearly as much as we thought mm-hmm. to play with. Yeah. Because it's really a narrow set of of characters. It really is. Yeah. Um, whereas with the MCU, I mean, good Lord, you, you have Iron Man and Thor, and you have all these different areas of of that universe to play in. They can't do that with Star Wars. You just can't do that. And that's what Disney has discovered in trying, like, hey, we're going to have a Star Wars movie every year. Yeah. Well, how'd that work out? It worked out great when you had, you know, the first, when you had, you know, Force Awakens, because, hey, it's the first Star Wars movie in how many years? Everyone was going to go see that money, a movie, and, it's, and it made all the money, mm-hmm. of course. And it's J.J. Abrams. J.J. Abrams is just really good at making just making a movie he's a great visual storyteller he yeah. just is yeah. you know you go back and as much as people give him crap for lens flare in the star trek reboot <laughs> that is a great movie i don't care i will fight anybody who says that it is not a great movie it's a fantastic not just a fantastic sci-fi movie it's a fantastic movie yeah i'm not saying it's citizen kane and it exists on all these different layers although it does have a very it has a great heart has a lot of different layers that you can play with that it's not like this shallow little kiddie pool movie. So J.J. Abrams knows his stuff. Everyone was going to go see that movie. And then you had uh, Rogue One, which filled in that so well, filled in like the gap between, you know, episode three and four, which I just love the fact that it was like it just threw you right into everything there. Yeah. You know, and it just it just it knitted those two together so well. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, you know. Solo didn't do so well. Uh, Last Jedi. I don't care what anyone says. I loved Last Jedi. I think it's a fantastic I think, movie. I think ten yeah. years from now it'll be like Empire and Last Jedi. Yeah. Those will be the two movies that people are like. Wow, how come we couldn't get more like those? I think Last Jedi, and and I, I think we we did this the very first or second. I think it was first second episode we did. I think uh, which was about you know the best and worst about fans. Oh, I think yeah. it was the first one. Um, Last Jedi is, is is pretty much, you know, it nailed it for me how fans are just spoiled brats. Um, oh yeah, I, totally. I, totally. I, and, this, and I mean, it's not like it's a flawless movie, but it was way better than some Star uh, Star Wars fans. Yeah, it was. and 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 I go back to the whole idea of you know they they there's crying and complaining when they rehash. Indeed. So mm-hmm. someone decides to do something that is new, that is different, that is uh, you know off pace from what they're expecting. And, uh, and and let's be honest, Rian Johnson had a an incredible mountain to climb because 
he was having to do a movie that was going to be compared to Empire, which was considered to be that movie Empire pulled off one of the best twists um, in in science fiction. That, that yeah, has, you never get it. You don't get that opportunity ever again. You don't. And and what and I appreciate then back in the day, people didn't. There was there was actually people who didn't like that. Oh, they like didn't Star, like the twist. Like Empire was kind of received. It was not this beloved like, oh my gosh, this is a amazing thing i mean that's kind of revisionist history at the time there were a bunch of people who were like yeah almost like we think about um it was actually uh when the moon landing uh the apollo 11 moon landing anniversary happened uh because it was 50 years this year and there's a uh an artist uh slash writer slash uh uh poet who i i follow uh this guy austin cleon who's uh fantastic you ought to check him out austincleon.com um, that's not my another thing. That's a bonus. Um, he, he sends out a newsletter and he thought he started looking up and he came across these things um, around the time of the 50th anniversary of people who were not in favor of the moon landing, people who had differing opinions on it because we all think, oh, wow, it's such a fantastic thing and this and that. Mm. And he found people who are like, this is pointless. It's a waste of money. And but we don't think of it that way anymore because now right. we know it worked. You know, first of all, there was people who were like, this could go very badly. But it's it always, you know, down the road, that nice little, you know, haze of history, it smooths out all of the, the little bumps, it seems, mm-hmm. you know? It's mm-hmm. like airbrushing. It's well, like a, and It's like an Instagram filter for history, you and, know what I mean? And, and there's no way that they pull that twist off now with the internet. I mean, it, it, it also was a factor of the time that it came out in. You know, I mean, you're you're not going to pull that yeah. off. Well, I shouldn't say that because there have been there have been movies that have been you know that have come out. I mean, you know, Avengers is an example where very few leaks came out about that. But well, even my, after it came out, like people they they actually really did like implore fans, like, hey, don't tell people, don't be a jerk, let them experience this. Right, and it kind of worked. Like, I I didn't I didn't encounter too many spoilers. Granted, I was there like the second day. Right. No, <laughs> no. I, I wanted yeah, to make sure. Yeah. Well, but but with, with but with Last Jedi, it's it, it, I just appreciate the fact that he was trying to deliver something that he that was different. It was creative. It wasn't trying to shoot for a moment like what happened in Empire. There there was yes. really no twist in it, other than. If you want to consider what happened with Luke toward the end, where yes. he faced off against Kylo, but that well, wasn't that, a twist. That, was his, in, the, the, like that was, wasn't a twist in the same way that 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 the revelation of Vader being his father was a twist. You know what I mean? Well, yeah, you you. I mean, yeah, that's a, that's a one off. I mean, you right. can't do that. But that was a great twist, yeah. and I think looking back at it, it will go down as a great twist. I think a lot of people. And I think the ones that had a real problem with with again we we can't get too deep in the weeds. We're going into a Star Wars podcast now, but <laughs> be careful not to choke on your aspirations. <laughs> but I think the uh, I think that what a lot of people like kind of our age had a problem with was seeing Luke so jaded. Hey, sacred island, watch the language. I really think that was the heart of what a lot of people were. They were expecting Luke yeah. to be like this this hero, and I think even Mark Hamill spoke to that. Like he did not necessarily agree with what Johnson wanted to do. Mm-hmm. And he even came out and he basically told me, he's like, fundamentally, I do not agree with what you're doing. Yeah, yeah. And and then, but then he was like, but now that I've said that, I will, I will do it. Mm-hmm. And understanding like, hey, I, 
I just get to play this character. Like I get to rent him. It's yeah. it's not mine. Right. And kind yeah. of acknowledging that. And I thought it was. I thought. I thought it was a. I thought it was a fantastic movie. Anyways, uh, but to get back to the point with Feige, uh, I think between the fact that uh, he would not have complete control, and that's the thing that he's had at Marvel is that he can kind of do whatever he wants. He is the big picture guy. He he can. He's going to say yes, no, this, that, the other. This is how we're going to do it. Right. He would not have that with with uh, Kathy Kennedy in charge. And he shouldn't. Right. You, know, you you got to have one boss. What? But he also doesn't have as many pieces to play with. It's like almost like he has... Asking him to build like the Millennium Falcon Lego set when all you give him is like two or three little car starter sets. Right. He doesn't have the pieces to pull off something like that right now. You would need to go and either go into that, that stuff that is supposedly not canon now or you'd have to rapidly develop a bunch of stuff. And I don't know if that's going to fly with Star Wars fans. I think that people well, are kind of getting a little saturated with Star Wars right now, honestly. Yeah, and 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 I, and I was going to bring that up, that, that I think it's 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 two things in my mind. One is you have to get away from the Skywalkers. You, you have to get away from the thing that made Star Wars great. And what I think they need to do is is try to embark on some kind of a rebuilding process. Um, where they try to create new characters. And and I remember, um, I, and I hate to try to liken this to, um, to pro wrestling, but, but there, there is an, there, there's a way to relate it. Give me a hell yeah! Um, Paul Heyman. Well, I'm who, waiting. I'm Paul, waiting. Paul, Paul Heyman, who back in the early 2010s was being courted Paulie to... Dangerously. Paulie Dangerously. He was being courted to... Um, help kind of uh, help this this organization called Impact Wrestling um, become a, more of a national organization on, on the level of, of WWE. And in an interview, it was really, it, he ended up passing up on the opportunity, but it was really interesting reading an interview about what he was thinking of doing had he taken on that role. And one of the things he said is, you have to accept the fact that the first couple of years are going to be down years. He, he's like, I was going to start with um, a couple of core guys from the old regime in that organization, and I was going to bring all new younger talent from the independents, and we were going to spend probably the first year getting guys established as characters, getting them developed, getting them to be what we needed them to be so that when we got to the point of making the next step, I had characters that I could then utilize and people were bought into and people could follow and understand and be bought into so that they would want to come and see those events and they would want to come and, and be a part of it. And I feel like that sort of statement is true of Star Wars. I feel like they need to go back and they need to now, and I'm hoping this is what happens with, with what is it Rian Johnson who's doing a new trilogy, I think? Well, both him and the and the Game of Thrones folks. Who so Oh, I yeah, who, who are, by the way, two D, separate yeah, trilogies. D.B. Weiss and David Beninoff. I knew there was, I knew there was a initials involved. Yeah. But, That's all I knew. But but the, those movies need to start anew. They they need to not have anything tied into the old story, but yeah. existing in the universe. And I think if they can do that, it would be kind of interesting. You know what I mean? If if, if they could start that process and start with you know getting the fans behind some new characters with a different story that's not all about family. Um, or, or family lineage, you know, the way that the Skywalker story is, that, that it's mm -hmm. about something different. I think you could see, I, I could see fans kind of getting behind that. Yeah, I think, the, I think the biggest problem is the fans, though. 
Yeah. I don't, and I don't, I don't, I mean, I guess I have a lot less faith in Star Wars fans because Star Wars fans have just bucked at everything that wasn't to do with Han, Luke, and Leia. Absolutely. Yeah. And the trouble is that originally that, yeah, that was, that was one story. That was the total story. And the, the prequel trilogy started out as back story for the, for what, what was the, what's the classic trilogy. Right. And, and Lucas spun it into, um, into uh, you know, into its own movies, and okay, fine. The problem is though, getting away from that central character when it, the entire thing was based on it. It's almost like, uh, I mean, gosh, what what could you? I mean, it'd be like if if you did a whole new, like we just talked about the Matrix Part Four, right? You know, a couple right. a couple episodes ago, if you said, hey, we're gonna do the Matrix, and by the way, uh, Neo's in it for about a minute and a half, and then we kill him off, mm-hmm. and and then it's a new character. Right, right. Well, wait a minute. We just spent three movies with this dude. Like we're now we're going now we're supposed to like just transfer all of that to an, it it doesn't work. Yeah. That's the that's been the beauty of of taking something like uh like the MCU. Hang on one second, the friggin' cat. <laughs> What's new, pussycat? Whoa, whoa, whoa. What's new, pussycat? Whoa. That's going to turn into its own feature. I'm not going to edit that out. I'm actually just going to play What's New Pussycat. <laughs> well, I, I, I meowed shortly after you said that, so you may want to cut that part out. When I, when I have to let the stupid cat out every episode because oh. she decides it's time for me to leave. It begs the question, how does the cat get in? I, well, she's in here. Like oh, she has, oh, oh, okay. I'll, I'll take a picture for you at some point, but there's a chair in my office, and that is her throne. She <laughs> loves that chair, and that is where she perches. And she follows me around like I am her human. Very so nice. she's she's a good kitty, but she is a pain in the ass, like all cats. <laughs> Anyways, where the hell was I? Uh, we were talking about the struggle of moving away from what brought them to the dance, so to speak. Yeah, you, you just can't get away from it. Yeah, I, I don't think you can. And that was the beauty of, of, of taking something and creating something like the MCU because you already comics allow you to establish all of those characters in a shared universe, mm-hmm. but not in like not in this way that is so. I mean, it's it's much it's almost like the difference between a movie and a book. Like mm-hmm. you take a book and then you make a movie out of it, you're losing something. There's to me there's only two books I've ever read that I could actually say the movie turned out better. Mm. Every other time I've seen a movie made out of a book, the book is always better because there's more to it. There's more texture, there's more layers. You can only communicate so much out of a 4 to 7 to 1000 page book in a in a two in an hour and a half to two to two and a half hour movie. Yeah. You just you just it doesn't always translate. And the idea that you have comics that are coming out every month, multiple titles. So you can have all these coming out here there and everywhere and you're not limited to like, oh well, this one this one's going to be premiering in the spring and this it doesn't matter, they just come out every month. And but, they just keep going and keep going and generating stories and some are good and some suck and then you just cherry pick what you want. And so that's what they've been doing. They're, I mean, none of these storylines are like the ones that are happening in the comics right now necessarily. Yeah. A lot of these are, are all all stories that are from like the 70s or the 80s or the 90s or early 2000s that they're 
they're taking and they're they're dropping in and they're using in these movies it allows them to have this shared universe that's been built and cultivated month after month after month after right. month year after year after year decade after decade after decade you can't take that kind of depth and compare it to Star Wars which is a franchise that is based around Luke Darth mm-hmm. Vader Han Solo Leia Obi-Wan Kenobi and a couple of robots yeah but I mean there is something to you, be said you, for it, you just can't well but but if you look at like you know what Tolkien did with the Hobbit and Lord of the Rings um, and and the story that you know he told there I mean there's there is precedent for having a for establishing a universe, if you want to call it that. Well, I mean, I guess what he established well, was a universe. Okay, so you got three books for the the Lord of the Rings, right? Right, but but building that's that's a trilogy, and then you have the Hobbit, and they tried to turn that into a trilogy, and how'd that turn out? No, no, I, I'm not so much talking about the movie aspect of it. I'm talking about from a story perspective that you started yeah. with a universe of where it was the Hobbit, and then you moved into something that expanded that universe. You know what I mean? And you had different races, you had different, um, you you had more texture to the story, um, that kind of thing. And, and with Star Wars, um, I feel like it's, it's, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? It is struggling underneath the weight of its own success. Get in my belly! Because Disney is going to, I mean, Disney is a company, they're going to want to make money off of this. So they're going to want to do something that they know they can make money off of. And unfortunately to try and do something creative to try to see if you can come up with a story that, you know, maybe that's established in that universe, but takes it in a different direction, right? you know, is, is not necessarily going to equal, you know, a a blockbuster because they're, they're not going to know they're going to want to go with something that's a sure thing. And that to me is what has come out in all the side movies that they've made because they brought Vader into rogue one. They had to bring Darth Maul in, I mean, spoilers, but they had to bring Darth Maul into solo you know, they, they, they had to do these things because they're trying to work off of what, you know, they feel the fan base would pay money to see as opposed to trying to come up with something new and different. And that is what I think is, is what's hurting it the most. The other thing is, um, and I read this in one of the articles that we were kind of looking at, you know, in preparing for all this, is that, you know, Kevin Feige has been working with, like you just said, he's been working with material that he's essentially had to adapt Mm-hmm. Um, he hasn't really been proven in a setting like Star Wars where he's going to have to come up with something brand new. Which is why I'm, I'm, I'm actually interested in that. Which, it, which I think is an interesting thing to look at, but it is something, you, you know, I think our first reaction when we both saw this was, oh, that's really cool. And I think it is. But at the same time, he's kind of in a zone that he's never really been in before. Donnie, you're mm-hmm. out of your element. And so it, it's hard to say that, you know, immediately the success that he kind of had you know, having the vision and all that and guiding the, I mean, it's, it's like you were just saying, it's, it's possible to have that vision and to have that shared universe when you have an already established, you know, kind of cultivated story base to draw from. Whereas here, just the sheer amount of material. Yeah. Yeah. It just, having more material, you have a better, you have better odds of finding a gem. Exactly. Yeah. It's like if yeah. you if someone says, "Hey, do you want to have a hundred square miles to find gold, or would you like to take a hundred square feet?" Right. Right. Gee, I don't know. Uh, I'll take the hundred square miles, thanks. Yep. My odds are much better unless I already have like someone has told me, "No, there's gold there." Yeah. That's why I. 
I mean, and then there's some people who are like, oh, this means he's going away from the MCU. I, there's no way. There is no way. Yeah. No way. Because right now, putting him in Star Wars would be useless. Right, right. Because there's, there's just not enough for him to work with to do anything close to what he's done with the MCU. Let him keep doing that. That is just money in the bank and throw him this one bone because it's not even like there's a date attached to this. There's yeah. absolutely no date attached to this. It's just a future project that he is developing, which could be three years from now or ten years from now. Who knows? I think that's the sweet spot, though. I think once once Rise of Skywalker comes out uh, in December, I think Disney would be wise to let Star Wars kind of lay dormant for like three years. Um, you know, they're well, they're think- they're going to have the Mandalorian on Disney Plus, which which I think in and of itself, I think that's a good thing that they're transitioning that to a small screen. Um, mm-hmm. We had talked about before the show. You know, they were going to do a Boba Fett movie. They pulled it off. He's no good to me, dead. And, and you and I were both like geeking out about that because both of us and I think any any fan who grew up in, in the 80s with, you know, liking that character of Boba Fett, what you're most interested in isn't seeing that character in a movie where there's a single story being told. It's no. you want to see that character in a serialized sort of scenario where you get a sense of, of that character's universe, who who that character interacts with, what are the different you know, challenges and places and things that, that, a, that a bounty hunter would go through. I mean, those are the things that are, are at least in my mind, top of mind for most fans. Like you just want to experience what, what, like see what that character's, you know, existence is like in that universe. And you yep. can only do that through the TV format, not through the movie format. Totally. And I think honestly, the smartest thing they could do is after Rise of Skywalker, yeah, go ahead and start developing all this other stuff you know what, develop me some TV shows. Like, mm-hmm. go back to some of this expanded universe stuff that I've heard about. I've, I've actually, ne- I've, I think I read one of the books <laughs> eons ago. Yeah. Um, yeah. Maybe like the when I first got to college, that's how long ago it was. But develop some stuff there. Because that's the best, I mean, that's the reason why Marvel has so much stuff. They're on a monthly production cycle. Yeah. For all of these comics, like it's just story after story after story after story after story. Go ahead and develop some TV shows. I mean, you'll have some good ones, you'll have some bad ones, but at the very least, you'll start having some material to pick through, and something will work. Right, and and that's a really good point. The expanded universe is, like you know, like you were saying with Marvel and its base of stories, the expanded universe is similar to that from a Star mm-hmm. Wars perspective. So, so you're right. I mean, you you could draw some good stories from that. Yeah, I, I mean, at, at the very least, it's worth. I'm sure they've got people looking at it because, yeah. quite honestly, Disney has way too many smart people working for them. Right, they really do. And all you have to do is go to one of the parks and yeah. just look around. And good lord, I mean, I don't just to go completely off. Uh, but if you go to like if you go to Orlando to Disney World and you watch like the fireworks at the Magic Kingdom, and they do stuff where they're they're projecting on Cinderella's castle and they have the fireworks timed out and you know all this stuff happening and I'm watching it and of course in like half of my brain I'm like this is really cool like I remember coming here when I was a little kid and they had like the electric light parade you know which was like Christmas lights hung on like some chicken wire (laughs) (laughs) but it seemed like it was cool because they had speakers and there was music and all this anyways but you watch this now and I'm like man they do this every single night. Yeah. 
imagine like the intelligence it takes to assign this and say, hey, we want you to do this. This is a fireworks display that in any place in the U.S., this is like a once a year thing. And by the way, you need to pull this off every night flawlessly and you need to bring it in under this budget. Right. That's the kind of people that Disney has working for them like in that area. Yeah. That's kind of how they do everything. That's why Disney was able to buy Marvel for four billion dollars and go. Yeah, that's a nice little acquisition. Oh, yeah. By the way, uh, we want to buy Star Wars, too. Mm -hmm. Oh, and Fox. Yeah, we'll take that as well. Yeah. I mean, holy crap. They're, so I have all the confidence that they could develop some you know, TV shows. They could go back and they're looking at Expanded Universe. And they're looking at everything right now yeah. just to figure out what, they, what veins they can mine for material. And if anything, if anything maybe that's, that's kind of why they wanted to get Feige involved a little bit, to, to basically pick his brain yeah. on that level and say, what do we need to do to get to a point where we can do something like that? Right. You've got to have a whole bunch more stories than you got now, Sparky, because you ain't got nothing. And, and as we've talked about in the past, the, the, the best stories, the things that resonate with, with uh, you know, with, well, not just with sci-fi fans. I think, I think with anyone who, you know, comes to the table to, to take in this kind of entertainment is the more character-driven and character-focused the story is, the better it is. I mean, yeah. you know, we're, we're doing, you know, the, this whole run-through of, of Battlestar Galactica and, you know, let, let's be honest. What Ron, what Ronald Moore did with that show, was very much what I'm talking about. Where he he took, yes, he took something that was established already in some ways, but he put a very creative spin on it, and and mm-hmm. it was something we had never seen before. And and honestly, is what I think makes it as good as as we feel it is, is because of the fact that it was something that was new that brought new characters to bear that we could connect to and that we and you know that, that we just felt engaged by and it, so it is possible you know what i mean like it it is possible to take something and create something great that's new from it um within a universe it's just a question of how they go about doing that but he he totally is i mean i, I know we haven't gotten to the to the thumbs up thumbs down part of this but uh, you know, th- this is a an easy thumbs up for me because I I really feel like, given his track record, um, with what he's done with Marvel, um, I think that uh, that that star that the Star Wars franchise can can do nothing but benefit from from his presence and at least his ability to bring that vision and and that big picture mentality to bear. Yeah, I mean, I'm a prohibitive thumbs up. I mean, I'll give a thumbs up because honestly, there's no there's no risk to it. If it's one project and it sucks, oh well. The thing is, though, you're right. It is it's characters, um, and that's one of the things that uh, in my in the research I've done in trying to learn how to do screenwriting and all that stuff is you you know you can you can get people talking about oh well the plot and the plot and the plot and the story and this and that and the other. The the screenwriters who who actually do this stuff and who make money and who actually are working screenwriters will tell you plot means nothing. Plot is this weird thing that people talk about who don't know how to do it. Right. Plot is something that you see afterwards. It's the characters. And the characters are what inform and what build the story. If you don't have characters, but you say, oh, I have this story, then you've got like, I don't know, like one of these like Hallmark movies. Like a Hallmark movie is a story. The characters aren't all that. I mean, it's just like, here, plug and play and this and that and the other. And you just, I need that guy. I need this girl. I need this and this. Oh, a small town. Well, he's from a big town. Oh, and it's around Christmas, of course, because that's when we're going to produce it. And that's, that's like that kind of movie, you know? 
Right. But if you have characters and the characters are good, the characters will build the story themselves. The characters will be part of the story. And that's where the story actually comes from is telling about the characters. You yes. Know? Yeah, and it's absolutely. not the plot and all this. And the fact is they just don't have enough characters. And they and they they kind of shouldn't because that's not that's not what Star Wars has been. It's like the story of these folks in this kind of universe, but we really haven't gotten into the whole universe thing because we're we're really just focused on these characters. Right. And honestly, yeah. the thing that will never happen, what I would love to see, because you know, where this Star Wars started off with uh with oh my gosh, the friggin' cat. Hang on. What's new, pussy cat? Whoa! What's new, Pussycat? The thing that will never happen, but I would love to see happen, Star Wars started out as a young filmmaker trying to make, you know, kind of his passion project. Right, right. And he was, you know, he was kind of known, but kind of not known. I mean, he, he hadn't even made, if I remember correctly, he hadn't even made American Graffiti when he signed the original deal with 20th Century Fox to to do Star Wars. I would love to see them just bring in, for, especially for like TV. I mean, I love the fact that Jon Favreau is doing The Mandalorian. Don't get me wrong, because I think Jon Favreau is really good at what he does. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I would love if they said, hey, we're going to produce five new Star Wars shows and we're handing them to people who you have no idea who they are. Yeah, oh yeah. But they've done this little art house thing or they've done this weird thing or they've done this and just let them go crazy. Yeah. What's the worst that can happen? Oh my gosh, Disney loses a couple bucks. <gasps> right. Like they're not going to make it back? Right. <laughs> you know? Right. I mean, that's what I would love to see happen. I don't know if it's going to happen. That, but I, would love I mean, to that, see it that's very true. Disney Plus could be an incubator for some of this th- for them to develop some of this and then spin it into a movie. That's very true. I, yeah, I hadn't really totally. hadn't thought of that. Yeah. All right, so topic number 2 for uh, our discussion this evening. Uh, did you know and I know that this has been keeping you awake dun, night dun, after night. Dun, dun, Just, did you know? <laughs> what the? Don't you remember in Sports Center they used to do that? <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. I was trying to figure out what that theme was. I'm like, what the? At, at the very end, it, it just—it's like burned in my brain. Dun, 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 dun. Did you know? I'm sorry to explode, my guy, but that's—it's like no one's ever worked on TV here before. I. But did you know? Oh please. I, yeah. I know. And actually, you know, too, because we've we've outlined this whole thing. So this whole thing is an actual it's a sham. It's like when when bands go off stage at the end of the concert, but they don't turn out, uh, turn out the house lights. It's it's such a game. That's what we're doing right now. I and shall I, act surprised. You know what? Todd, what don't I know? Tell me, please. I know this has been keeping you awake at night, but welcome back, Spidey, to the MCU. No. And the Oscar goes to <laughs> someone not named Tim. Oh, thank you, uh, thank you. I uh, I'm pleased to not take such an award. <laughs> so yes, it's it's good to know that two multi-billion-dollar corporations were able to come together in a spirit of 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 warm. Uh, no, actually, it was all about money. Gobs and gobs and gobs and gobs of money. Okay, you brought. You, you do realize you, you just pieced together two classic rock songs together between "Come Together" and "Money." <laughs> that, that was really well done. I don't know if you did that. Wow, I you know that was totally unconscious, which actually is the is the title to my follow up biography. <laughs> I mean, a little sort Beatles of my, and a little Pink Floyd. It's, it's it's like my my Mick Foley is good. Uh, to my have a nice day, nice. which we might have to discuss that because uh, there's some there's some stuff coming up 
for me uh, that is Mick Foley and wrestling related. There be uh, happenings. But I'm going to keep. I know, but I'll I'll keep that on the on the QT for now All as right. it is. Uh, but yeah, so uh, Sony and Marvel came back to the negotiating table, which we knew this was going to happen because there was so much bloody money at stake. Because honestly, uh, Marvel wants Spidey. It's like their number one character. They they would love to have him back completely. Yeah. Um, but they certainly want him back for the MCU because, like we discussed before uh, in our previous entertainment grab bag, they had really set him up as like the pillar going forward. Yes. You know, that was like that was their guy. Blue, you're my boy. That was that was Spidey for for Marvel right there. Uh, just to bring a Will Ferrell old school reference in there because <laughs> I'm old. And I remember when Will Ferrell was actually like somewhat young. <laughs> the young up um, and comer. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. We're at that phase of life, my friend. Uh, my um, back. <laughs> Dad. <laughs> See, now you're ruining this for me because now I can't drop any of those in. You no, you have to. You, you can t- completely replace me with those, please. <laughs> You know what? You don't don't you tell me. And don't you tell me. <laughs> Damn you old man. Um anyways, so uh so you know, they've want they definitely want him back. They want him back for for more movies and Sony I think knew on some level like they got awfully full of themselves like, "Hey, we grossed 1.1 billion dollars on Spider-Man Far From Home. It's our biggest movie ever." Make money, money, make money, money, money. And then they're like, "How do we follow that up?" Oh, crap. Good luck. What about you? We got a bunch of idiots working here. All right, go go ahead and call Kevin. Damn it. Yeah. 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 So uh, the new deal is uh, there's going to be one Sony film, which will be uh, executive produced, I guess, by Kevin Feige. So he'll be there kind of watching over everything. And then I guess it's produced by, uh, I forget who else, uh, produced by someone from Sony. And um, and then there'll also be one Spider-Man appearance in a Marvel MCU movie. Now, the, the big thing was originally Disney wanted like a 50-50 down the middle uh, deal, which kind of sounds like, oh, well, that's fair. Except for the fact that Di- I, I believe Disney and Marvel get all of the merchandising. Merchandising? Merchandising? What's that? Merchandising. Come, I'll show you. Oh, really? Sony gets all the, the money from, but I don't think that when Marvel gave the the movie rights they gave any merchandising rights so i'm pretty hmm. sure that marvel still gets all the merchandising rights because of course they're still making spider-man comic books so yeah. i think they they maintain that uh so to me i was like 50 uh, 50 with you getting all the merchandising might be a little rich where the real money from the movie is made yeah, yeah. i'm just saying uh so now disney is going to get 25 percent of the profits plus all the merchandising Spaceballs, the flamethrower! That kids love this one. Let's just say Mickey ain't worrying about where his next cup of coffee is coming from, <laughs> folks. <laughs> the, the kids' college is paid for. <laughs> Minnie's getting something wicked nice for Christmas this uh, year, let's just say. Oh, gosh. Um, or Hanukkah. I don't know. I'm not really sure what Mickey's affiliation is. But, uh, you know, either way, the fam is covered. Let's just put yes. it that way. Yes. They're, they're, they're doing quite well. Um, so now, how do you feel about this? Uh, I think, thankfully, uh, I mean, only because the finances dictated that it happened. Um, but but I, I'm thankful common sense prevailed. Uh, we, we, yes. we hashed this out a few episodes ago, and 
Uh, I, I stand by that, that, you know, not that Spider-Man is, is, is a weak character by any stretch, but given the sophistication of the audience these days and given the expectations that have been, you know, kind of set given uh, what Marvel has done over the course of these three phases, that uh, it, it just makes sense. I, it, he, that character needs to exist in this universe. Um, it, it just, uh, I'm not saying a standalone movie couldn't work, but um, it just feels like the, 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 that Spider-Man needs to be in that universe to have the, the compelling stories told. Um, I, I like the, I, I really like the idea that they were, that they were starting with in Far From Home where he is, uh, in in many ways, kind of like Tony Stark 2.0, um, that they're starting in, you know, with with him, uh, you know, being that that kind of a hero where it's it's his intelligence and his um, and his skill that are going to, uh, you know, be what kind of carries him as a character, you know, moving forward and and what stories they'll tell with that. You sent Nick Fury to voicemail. Yeah. Um, I, I I think it just makes sense. It's 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 just a very very simple and, and very common sense sort of move for, for both parties. Um, I, I still am not convinced Sony can produce a compelling story. And uh, and, and I, I was kind of reading as you were talking, but so did you say it's one Marvel movie and then, or sorry, one standalone, you know, kind of Spider-Man movie and then one kind of in the MCU where it's like with other characters? Is that... Yeah, so okay. I mean, uh, it, it's going to be the third movie in the in the like Homecoming, Far From Home. Right. right. I, I don't know what the heck the third one. It's got to be something with home in it. I mean, you know, <laughs> Spider Man and the homies. I don't know, whatever it is, but uh, uh, Spider Man buys a home. <laughs> maybe. I mean, he got enough cash. Oh uh, my goodness! Finally got get Aunt May out of that that uh, tenement in uh, in in Queens, but I need money. you know it. It's it's gonna be it's gonna be that I mean it's a Sony movie because those two were Sony movies right even right. though they're in the MCU they're they're Sony they're Sony produced movies so they're gonna be it's gonna be that and then another movie sort of like how Spider Man was in uh, Avengers or, mm-hmm. or Captain America Civil War that right. kind of a deal now so, and, yeah, and then would, is Sony doing like its own standalone with like not in well, the well they MCU? are okay yeah so okay. they're doing their own Spider verse i don't know how that's working because they're they're already developing like some of the the rogues gallery that spider-man has there's going to be a venom uh sequel okay and then there's a couple of, uh, see the thing is i'm not as well versed in spider-man you know villains and other characters as i am with uh like well actually now i think about it it's been a long time since i read read any of those comic books so i probably don't know nearly as much as i think i do right yeah, now yeah uh, well, spent a lot of time looking at slippers this past week. I, <laughs> I used up a lot of that brain cells. One's one's priorities are what they are, um, and in your case, the heart what's, wants what it wants. That's right. Know? That's right. And the and the feet want what they want. And 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 the tootsies need to stay warm. So um, yeah, but but uh, like I, I thought I read somewhere too that that Venom um, or I was talking to actually a friend today who had mentioned to me that Venom. Um, might get brought over into the MCU as well with Spider-Man. Is that? I have not seen anything about okay. that. To me, that's wishful thinking because uh, I honestly, I could see it, but at the same time, Sony's going to want more money for that. And why does the MCU need that? They just need Spider-Man. I'm just kind of, I was kind of stoked by the idea of a Tom Hardy character in, in Marvel. Oh, don't get me wrong. It's great, but it's one of those things that I think fans would love to see. Yeah. But yeah. From, a, from a Marvel business standpoint... You just got all of the Fantastic Four bad guys. You just got all of the X-Men bad guys. Yeah. 
Plus, you you still have access to all the other bad guys that you had before. You have Doctor Doom. You have all these other, uh, you know, Galactus. You have all these other characters that you can play with. Really, you need Venom, and you need to pay Sony for the uh, the pleasure of having him in the movie, whether it's Tom right. Hardy or not. I mean, I, I don't see it. I really don't see it. It doesn't make any sense for... Well, and, and we did say before that if, if Sony was going to go its own path, I mean, one interesting way they could go is is right out of the gate doing a Spider-Man versus Venom sort of scenario. You know, I think I think that would yeah. be kind of interesting out of the gate. I mean, they still have full access to the character. That's sure, the thing. Sure. Like, I, I'm pretty sure they can develop with this deal. I think that... I mean, granted... When if they've already got a they've already got a I think it's July 2021 is when the next Spider-Man something something home comes out. Uh, so, I mean, that we say, oh, well, that's two years from now. It, it takes a long time to get one of these movies yeah. made. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of pre-production, production, post-production, all of that stuff. So that really they're not going to be developing. It's not like they can you know, grab Tom Holland and be like, hey, come over here and shoot some some stuff over here. I don't know if that's right. the case because they're, I think they're still, they're still working on Venom, the second Venom movie now and they're, I think they were, they were, work, they were like pre-production on a, on another movie uh, and then of course you're then going to, I would imagine, see the thing is, just looking at the slate of, of uh, the MCU like phase four movies, I'm not sure where they'd work Spider-Man in unless maybe it's like a black, uh, Black Panther, actually, I could see him maybe in like a Doctor Strange movie because that's yeah. also going to be in the in the in Phase Four. But honestly, the thing is, unless you use like Doctor Strange Two, uh, I think it's like the Madness of the Multiverse or so, whatever it is. Maybe you could look that I, I, if you could look that up while I'm yammering on. But if unless they turn that into like almost like a Civil War situation where they pull in a bunch of other characters how is it worthwhile having using your one like spider-man get out of jail free card for just like a hey hi there doctor whoever and you know okay bye mm-hmm. sort of thing it would have to be a, a, a fairly substantial moment in a movie or he would have to very have a very substantial part to move that segment forward i would think yeah yeah yeah, I'm, I'm I'm looking it up right now. I, I think for Doctor Strange two, it's going to be more um, the Scarlet Witch, in that. which uh, would totally makes sense. But yeah. I'm, I'm just wondering if they if they manage to, um, if they manage to work Spider Man in there because he kind of did have like that, that kind of crossover with Doctor Strange in uh, in Infinity Infinity War. I'm sorry, I, I'm confused as to the relationship here. I mean, what, what what is he? Your ward? No, I'm Peter, by the way. Doctor Strange. Oh, you're using your made-up names. Um, I'm Spider-Man then. I mean, aside from Iron Man, that's kind of who he shared the most scenes with. Yeah, it it, it seems like for Doctor Strange too, it's it's shaping up to be more around uh, her character of Wanda Maximoff, and yeah, and it's called the Multiverse of Madness. Okay. Um, and so I, I I mean I don't know if that was going to be their their creative way of kind of writing Spider-Man out of the univ- of the MCU if they went that way, but. This one seems to be more about her um, and something pertaining to vision, um, you know, like yeah. in different realities or something like that. So it's interesting you said that because with Phase Four, I think a lot of the announced movies that are going to be coming out are more, aren't most of them like kind of galaxy oriented, space oriented, as opposed to being you know more Earthbound. 
Um, I don't know. Uh, let me let me do a quick look up because the Eternals. Yeah. I think that that's one that's going to be coming up at some point. I mean, Black Panther is certainly you know Earthbound, but um, like the Eternals, uh, I thought was a more of a space based one. Um, Guardians of the Galaxy. Let's uh, let's see here. We've got films Black Widow, which will be next year. Yep. Uh, the Eternals, which is also last year. Then we have Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings, 2021. That one uh, could Doctor be Earthbound S- as well. Yeah. I, well, I think it has to be because the Ten Rings relate to yep. Uh, yep. Uh, the Mandarin and that whole deal. Yep. Uh, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness is 2021 as well. Mm-hmm. Spider-Man is 2121. And then, wow, there's four movies slated for 20. I don't know if that's right. Uh, Spider-Man 3, 2021. And then Thor, Love and Thunder, which... Good lord, Natalie Portman coming back. Yeah, I didn't think it was going to happen. No. And 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 uh uh what, oh my gosh, who's the director of that one? I can't remember. Crap. Uh but has has corrected many times. It's not Lady Thor. It is it is Thor. Yeah. Like, yeah. She is it's not Lady Thor, ladies and gentlemen. It is the Mighty Thor. Uh and apparently Natalie Portman's going to be a badass, which I'm all in on. Nice. Uh but yeah, I mean, so Especially if that is not like heavy on on dude Thor, which actually that fits really well considering the last time that we saw Thor, he much more resembled the dude than uh, <laughs> than Thor proper, if you will. Rug peers did not do this. So I mean, Spider Man Three is going to be Earthbound, uh, Shang Chi probably, Black Widow definitely. So well, you got and- Eternals and Doctor Strange really are yeah. kind of like the two. Um, but that, wasn't there a Guardians movie in there too? There was supposed to be a Guardians one. I thought. I thought they were going to do Guardians of the Galaxy. 3. Maybe I'm looking at uh, maybe I'm looking at old information. But anyways, right. I think I think um, yeah, because that's now we're starting. This one has all of this one has all the TVs and uh, TVs, <laughs> the TVs and the uh, the movies mixed in. Uh, oh yeah, because Black Panther two is in there. Um, Captain Marvel 2, I believe, and Guardians of the Galaxy 3. Okay. Which actually, uh, there was a cool thing on um, uh, James Gunn tweeted it out. I think it might have been today or or yesterday uh, because he's starting work on Suicide Squad, which is just the weirdest thing. You now have a guy who who produced like two of the like really big movies for, for, for Marvel, got fired by Marvel, and then went and said, okay, well, hey, DC will come and let me do a movie. So he's working on Suicide Squad. And now he's been rehired to do Guardians 3. Uh, but I guess uh, Disney slash Marvel sent him like a a production gift, like a scrapbook that's like this weird kind of combination of Marvel and like Pixar sort of stuff. As like, hey, good luck. Oh, interesting. I'm like, you know what? That's kind of cool. Yeah. You know, that's yeah. kind of heartwarming. Like love amongst the comic giants, you know. That's right. Um, I think Stan Lee is somewhere kind of pissed off at that because he he always loved to jab DC a little bit. Yeah. Um, of course, I mean, uh, you know, probably in a, I, I can't picture Stan being that much of an a hole. He was probably you know pretty good natured needling. Anyways, uh, so, man, I, I gotta tell you, I've got a, I'm I'm like not just one thumbs up, I'm two thumbs up. More Spidey, mm-hmm. me more happy. Yep. Um, yep. and quite honestly. I think these two movies are going to happen and it's going to be the same thing again. Be like, Hey, well this and that and the other, and they'll make more because there's money to be made. 
there is plenty of money to be made. Until one of these movies actually loses money, which, man, I don't see that happening anytime soon if they keep the quality up. Well, and, and it also depends, and, and I don't know if this is in Marvel's plans or not, but with them doing a Phase 4... Um, you know, and we, you know, again, we talked about this, we we're we're kind of in a weird point right now where we don't know what the point of phase four is right now. You know what I mean? Like, like phase we're, I mean, we're kind of back where we were with phase one, right? You know, yeah. Spider-Man far Isn't from home. Isn't it a weird thing that we're thinking about this? Like now we've, our expectations for these movies have built up so much that we're yeah. like, well, I don't even know what phase four is about. Like, dude, I remember back, back <laughs> when we were like. Gee, what do you think they're going to do in Iron Man two? I mean, <laughs> right? I, I mean, let, I mean, let's be honest. When Iron Man one came out, I, I don't know if they were even announcing phases at that point. Maybe they were. I I wasn't paying enough attention to really. To, I don't even to, think they did that until they got to like Thor, or it might have been even right. like Iron Man three, where they really started to like, hey, there's a lot more to this. Yeah, yeah, you know, and and so I feel like we're back at that point with with Spider Man Far From Home. That was in my mind kind of like what. Iron Man was in a way, you know, like that's the first mm-hmm. movie of, 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 or this trend transitory movie from where we were with Endgame to, to the phase four. And so it, it's, it's just, it's hard to tell right now where, where that story is going. I mean, every phase has been kind of bookended by an Avengers story. Avengers! We don't see one of those on the radar right now. So I, I when phase four is, is complete, so to speak, I don't know if it really ends with a movie that brings all of the characters from that phase together. <laughs> or is it just, you know, when whatever the last movie out the door plays is what, you know, that's the end of the phase and we go to phase five. I, I don't know. It's... It's hard to, and, and so because there, there isn't that, you know, kind of vision right now, or at least that, that, that story that we understand right now in play. No, there isn't any vision because he's dead. It, well, no, he, uh, goodbye. Gotta go, gotta go. So where Spider-Man fits into all that is, is really hard to say at this point, you know, and, 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 and how impactful that character, like if, if Peter Parker is truly going to be kind of like Tony Stark throughout the course of the phase. Don't do anything I would do. And definitely don't do anything I wouldn't do. There's a there's a little gray area in there, and that's where you operate. It'll be interesting, but I I don't know that they've that they're really heading in that direction. So it's it's kind of hard to say right now. You know, it's yeah. it, we're we're in kind of uncharted territory, so to speak, and it'll be interesting interesting to see where where they take us next. You're gonna take it? I yeah, I can take that. Thank you. Well, I think this is why Feige has been so important to Marvel because we I mean going back to kind of what we talked about before when. You were mentioning there had to have been kind of a plan. There had to have been kind of a, a roadmap of where things were going to go. I, I think that the just in in enough of uh, listening to directors' commentaries and and things like that and and reading up on Hollywood stuff, you know, because I'm a geek, uh, that it seems like the best way is when there's a balance between hey, we've got a plan, but yet we're willing to alter it if something cool comes up or if we decide like, Hey, wait a minute, we need to pursue this trail a little bit more and let's course correct and let's follow this. And Oh, Hey, that seems cool. Let's all right. Let's lean into this a little bit more. Um, right. And you get that good balance between your plan and taking advantage of the opportunities that seem to come up. Right. And I think that he's done really well in balancing those and in doing it in a very kind of subtle way. 
where you don't really feel like it's being manipulated. Yep. But yet it is. Right. And and that's why I feel like this this phase will be interesting because again, yeah, we don't. There's no big uh, Avengers movie, but yet. I mean, who really thought Captain America three was going to be basically Avengers two point five? Right, right. When it uh, un- until it really got announced, and then you're like, oh crap, some stuff is going to happen in this flick. <laughs> but when you if you had just seen like, oh yeah, Captain America three, you're like, oh yeah, hey, it must be him, you know, doing whatever. Right, right. Then you start getting like, oh, there's going to be this and that, and then they re- then they say that it's Civil War. Yeah. Like, oh, that is America's ass. Now people who've read the comics kind of get an idea of what's going on. But any of these movies right now, I mean, given how they've taken some of the comic storylines and and tweaked them to their own purposes, uh, some in some ways because they had to take out the mutants and stuff that were licensed to Fox. Right. But they've 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 been willing to tweak those to their own purposes. I mean, who knows? Yeah. That one of these movies that, you know, like Black Panther 2. There's not really anything attached to that right now. Yeah. Who's to say, I mean, that that we don't have something happen in Wakanda that's fallout from Infinity War and Endgame? Because, I mean, one of the big set pieces from Infinity War was in Wakanda. Right. I mean, right. That, was, that, was, that was where the whole thing went down with Thanos. Yeah. So, I mean, who knows? Uh, I, 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 I mean, I'm thumbs up. Total thumbs up. I think it'll be it'll be really cool to see, and and we really have no idea how this will impact because this is why Feige is who Feige is. I mean, I I looked the this master. up um, when and I didn't I didn't drop this in, but the Mar- the MCU has made twenty two point five billion. That's billion with a B across twenty three movies. Damn! That's going from Iron Man 1 to Spider-Man Far From Home. That's crazy. 22.5 billion. They're averaging almost a billion dollars per flick. Yeah. I don't want to think about what I've put into it. <laughs> make money, money, make money, money, money. Good Lord. How much coin have I dumped into this franchise? <laughs> and when you think about it, I mean, there's it's not like all of those movies have made. I mean, because, of course, what, uh, Endgame made like 2.6 or 2.8 billion of that. Yeah. But still, that's a lot of change that's gone, you know, come into the coffers on these flicks. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. They they know what they're doing. They do. They really know what they're doing. Yeah, and and it's it's. I mean, you can probably tell it's a big thumbs up for me. I I like I said. I think this is a great, great move. Um, it's the one that makes the most sense. Um, and as we said, even though you know we can't really tell right now what what the long, what the long con is, so to speak, on this one. Um, you know, they they have enough of a track record that there there's a vision there and there's there's a plan and it's a question of how that gets carried out and, and how this character's role in that whole thing plays out as well. And I, I think, I think we'll be pleasantly surprised. I mean, this is, you know, if, 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 if I'm trying to be consistent, right. I mean, I, I, I've always said like, this is the sort of stuff that I enjoy at least is, is not knowing where this is all going, you know, and, mm-hmm. and seeing how creative they're going to be and what they do and, and how they can, um, and they've shown, you know, from, you know, time and time again, how their ability to tell quality stories and just flip the story on its head and just, you know, kind of take you in a direction you weren't expecting. And, that is America's ass. And just kind of, uh, you know, building characters up so that they make more meaningful interactions later on in, in some of these films is 
what I would be looking forward to. So we'll we'll have to see where it goes. Let's move on to and another thing. Aha. Uh-huh. And another thing. So this is the portion of the show where we try to recommend or give you a little something something to uh, to to check out. Uh, let's go with yours first, sir. What is your and another thing for this episode? Uh, mine is going to stay uh, as last time I uh, well, we, it started being literary and then moved into the the music genre. Um, I'm going to stay in the music genre, but this week I went back in the wayback machine musically. Uh, thank you, Spotify. I know I disparaged you earlier, but for not publishing us, but. Um, you are good for some things. And so uh, I was listening to a, a, uh, a group that some may remember called Arrested Development, the group, not the show, the group. Um, three years, five months, and two days in the life of uh, was kind of their, their seminal record that kind of kicked everything off for them. Um, and, uh, you know, has songs like, um, you know, People Every Day, Mr. Wendell. Um, the biggest one is Tennessee. 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 But just, mm-hmm. you know, just listening to it. I mean, it wasn't just a nostalgia thing for me. It was also just hearing, I mean, just the bass in it, the the, the rhythm, the you know, just, just everything about it just completely connected with me um, as I listened to it. And and, and the message in some in, in many of their songs, just just very, you know, very thought provoking and very. Uh, just, just very good, good, you know, good positive music um, that that I just mm-hmm. I hadn't listened to in a long time and just really enjoyed. And so, uh, so my end, another thing for for this uh, episode will be uh, give it a listen. Um, they're they're very talented, and I actually did get to see them live uh, when I was uh, initially. I what I initially um, I went to University of Connecticut uh, to start my college career, if you want to call it that. My advice to you. Start drinking heavily. You better listen to him, Flounder. He's in pre-med. And uh, during the, there was a spring weekend, you know, that they had on campus, and uh, they and um, they might be giants, uh, which are just two bands that are just on total opposite ends of the spectrum. <laughs> yeah, that's an odd <laughs> bill right there. We we go to get like cocaine and waffles. So, uh, but but they the 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 two bands uh, did the concert at, at that spring weekend, and I was very much in the front row uh, watching them. So, so it was really wow. cool. And 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 they were just they were hopping uh, when when they performed. I mean, there was such energy there, and it was, and so listening to it brought me back to that a little bit. But it just also just reminded me of of just you know kind of in the '90s how 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 rap music and and just. Uh, you know, just the talent that was there um, for, for, for them and, and just for other acts and stuff like that. So it was just, it was very cool to listen to and, and just kind of reconnect. I was like to put jelly on a lady. Yeah. And, and, and actually, if I remember right there, they did an MTV unplugged, didn't they? Yes, they did. Yeah. Yep. Cause there's i I'm just looking on iTunes right now and there is an arrested development unplugged, but it's, it's, it was released in 2006, but I think that might've just been the year it was released. Um, yeah, but I, I thought I remembered them being on MTV Unplugged and being one of the the better acts that I saw on there. But yeah, that 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 first album, those those guys were just so different from anybody else, really. Well, and but that was also that was also so kind of like because you, you had some different acts like PM Dawn were doing kind of some yeah, weird stuff yeah. then, and yeah, there was just it was it was and um, oh my gosh. Uh, well, uh, well, well, why, what was why, it? What was the, What was the group that did me, myself, and I? Why can I not think of their uh, name right now? I can't think of it either. 
I'll have to look up the song. But while you're thinking about it, um, yeah, the, the the other the the other aspect of of what you know brought them kind of the, the kind of to the forefront, um, you know, during that time period in '91 was um, the fact that they were very much anti-gangster. You know, that was kind of mm-hmm. around the time gangster rap was 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 really big, and they were very. Yeah, I mean. Not that they were putting it out there that they were. It was just their style and their lyrics and, you know, their their music was very much about positivity. It was about spirituality, uh, peace and love. And mm-hmm. so that was thematically very much um, in a different direction than um, what you saw in terms of, of, of the gangster rap kind of, uh, you know, gangster rap groups that were performing at the time. So, um, so that kind of separated them out you know in a way and, and made them stand out a bit and and yeah uh, and, and I just remember I mean like I said it was it was just it was very you know especially seeing them live it was just very hopping very very energetic and uh and so yeah so it was just uh you know sometimes you reconnect with some old stuff I mean like I like I texted you it was uh uh it was a 27 years ago uh, that that the album came out. So uh, holy cow, really? Yeah. So they're basically almost Ugh. like what Zeppelin was for our parents when we were teenagers. <laughs> Death. So so two notes. De la Soul. Ah, there we I. go. De la Soul. That's right. And and it's not like Arrested Development hasn't been up to much lately. Uh, they just had a new album come out in 2018. Yeah. And before that, uh, they had one in 2016, 2010, 2007. I mean, these dudes have been have been out there recording. So yeah. I, now I'm going to have to go in and and give that another listen You're because they were they were very different at that time. They were cool. They were well. Thank you, sir. I appreciate that. If that's only for me, uh, uh, yes. And what is your and another thing? Uh, well, so uh, my another thing this week, uh, this episode will be. Uh, uh, so Katie Sackoff, who uh, I like stump for endlessly on the Battlestar Galactica episodes that we do, uh, I think she's a fantastic actress and uh, and just kind of an inter- overall interesting person. Uh, she actually has her own YouTube channel. She's now officially a YouTuber. And I watched uh, an episode of her vlog or whatever you want to call it uh, that was her going 72 hours without uh, electronics going without her phone and all this and, and kind of just doing like this realizing just how uh, tied into our electronics, especially our, our phones that we are these days. Oh yeah. Yeah. And it was, it was kind of interesting and I, I just, I really dig her personality. I think she's just kind of a cool person to mm-hmm. uh, just in general. So that's my, another thing and not a long drawn out thing. I think it's, uh, I'm, I'm fairly selective in who I subscribe to on YouTube because otherwise it starts messing up my algorithms. <laughs> and I've, I've, and, and Lord knows one thing about Todd, you don't want to mess with his algorithms. Well, I've, I've again, tying into the whole old man thing. Like I am the, I'm the thermostat guy. I'm the, I'm walking through the house, turning off the lights. Like I have, I have become that person. So it totally fits that I'm like, don't mess up my algorithms. Don't go watch that video. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm seeing that we we didn't start off this episode with high expectations, and we've managed to meet none of them. And uh, we've actually managed to. I think we've I think we've gone into the negative. We're upside down on this episode. So what we're going to do is, uh, as usual, as as we do every episode. Yes. And by we, I mean me, because I never think of anything to really impart with people so i lean on the man the myth the legend 
the person who who really is the backbone of this podcast. Who? My who, thank you. Who he is? Uh, well, I'm talking about someone completely different. Oh, okay. You. Sorry. I'm talking about my cat. No. Uh, <laughs> well, there were contributions on that front this time. She's been there this whole time. I mean, she's passed out cold right now, but <laughs> giving you the stink eye every step of the way. <laughs> no, she doesn't care. As long as the food dish is full, everything is all good. Um, but uh, I count on I count on Tim to really just always bring us home to to really cinch this whole thing up to really just put a nice little bow on what we've been talking about and to really to send you all out on a positive note because good lord you. You deserve it after listening to us yammer on for two plus hours. Mm-hmm. I mean, at this point, honestly, if you're not drunk, you're a better person than I am. Because <laughs> if I had to listen to us, good sweet mama, I'd be. <laughs> I would even be half in the bag. I'd be fully in the bag, oh and the gosh. bag would be tossed over a bridge. Absolutely. Uh, so, so what I do is I count on Tim to somehow just have a nugget of wisdom, a positive word or two, just to pull us out of the comedic and 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 just philosophical hole that we have dug for ourselves over the span of this episode. You're really building and to send up. us all out. Oh, I am. And you better deliver cuz otherwise we are really screwed. <laughs> um so I I really just I I give him the last word because damn it, he deserves it. Well, thank you, my Sir, brother. Sir, what do you got for us? What do you got for I, us? I, I think you all know where this is going. I, I think to sum it up in a word, so to speak, uh, this 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 episode uh, is best represented by one simple word, shafly. And you can turn the lights out on your way out. Yeah, we will. I think it's the wrong week to quit drinking. I beg your pardon. What did you say? Damn! You're such a disappointing pair. I prayed so hard for you. Get out. And don't come back until you've redeemed yourselves. So say we all. So say we all. I mean, that really got out of hand fast.